Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I am your host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions. And we've got a couple closed roadie groups on Facebook, one called The Backstage Pass and another one called Death by Loadout. With me tonight, here to my right, is the one and only Captain Kingpin co-host, Cal Thompson. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Not too bad. How about yourself? You like how I spice it up for you? Yeah, I like the mispronunciations. Through this year, I've really, really gotten to know your mispronunciations. So many people are bothered by it, and I love the. You're outcome. totally cool with it. Oh, I love it. It's part of the chemistry. You know, I, I roll. How like many that. times have you called Rob Scoville? Who, Bob? Bob. Bobbert. Every time. <laughs> how many times? Every single fucking time. Because he loves it. He loves it when I do that. Yeah, and so, true. you know, and I just want to keep him happy. He's a good friend. You know this. And so, uh, Bobby Boy, he's going to really love that one. <laughs> Bobby Boy. Bobby Boy, scroll fail. No, no, he's doing good things. He's, you know, still doing his triathlon stuff. And he's sitting over in Arizona super pissed off because we got a failed government and a bunch of crazy shit going on. We do, but we got gigs uh, coming into the door. Tell us about it. What's nice. going on? Well, we got uh, Polly, one of our former guests, uh, is a drummer in a band called My Heavy Memory. Uh, we're looking forward to doing some recording here on our live stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That's so Polly from uh, Studio Instrument Rental, SIR Polly. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to give Polly. him all of his credits, man. I mean, to, to me, that's the thing he really murders it at. And his, his band's great, so that should be fun. Yeah, so they've just been taking some time on the SXO. I think next week, uh, really dial in a show file for them and go through uh, what we need to get everything on board, get a nice finished product for them. So what's your goal? You're going to try to actually make it sound good? I'm, I'm thinking so, yeah. That's Hopefully. pretty sweet of you. Is it just because you're close with Bali? Is that why you're going to try to go different than the way you normally make it? Yeah, yeah, All right, sweet. Yeah. Well, Appreciate I think, you. I think you... <laughs> <laughs> a little less hate and yeah. uh, a little bit more coffee. You know? It's early in the day for us. <laughs> I haven't got all the worms worked out yet, you know. You usually got four or five more hours to Well, you got your hair yeah. dialed today. Is it so okay? You're Did looking it come good. Because fucking, when I got on the set earlier, man, it looked like something hit me in the, with a rock on the head. <laughs> you're looking yeah. good now, brother. Is this, is, am I still shiny? A little bit. All right, we well, just you know, fed him chicken. We, we so ch guess, you, know, shiny. you guys should have said, don't put the chicken on your forehead. I didn't know. See the clear walks? The clear walks way cleaned it right up. Yeah. Great. I, I, tried, I tried to dial it all in before I come out here for the people, you know, because <laughs> I want, want to give the people a good show. It's for them, it's yeah. not for us. No, no, no. Yeah, so that, that's what that's all about. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about? That's about it, brother. Uh, we got a couple of things uh, yeah. we want to talk about just for uh, the sake of these beautiful bookmarks you have in your hand. Um, so our good, good friend, uh, Noah the Beard Tanner, dear friend, excellent uh, brother of the show, uh, brother in the game, his son, he's got, he's got you know, a couple things he's got going. He's got a newborn baby. Uh, he's got his lovely, cutest little daughter in the world. He does a cooking show with, called Cooking uh, yeah, with Mush. <laughs> It's awesome. Super cute. Seriously, check this thing out. Cooking with Mush. It's awesome. Uh, Noah the Beard Tanner scene. And then he's got his son, uh, Brayden, who uh, has a little thing he calls Brayden Creations. And he does cool little drawings. He sent me one last night on the, I don't know, in the Messenger. With the, he had done a drawing of kind of like our logo, basically my ugly face. And, and uh, it was cute as hell. And, um, and I saw that he was selling custom bookmarks, which I think are cool as hell. The kid makes these custom, see? on Etsy, and um, so I reached out, and the, the whole crew, actually, all of us got, I think, four each, 
Yeah. You know, I think there were a couple bucks a pop, and they're super cool, and they're customized. Uh, this one's Beyond the Backstage Pass. This one's uh, Sound Image Productions. This one's from, from the punk heritage in my early days. And, you know, he's got Dead Boys germs, infirmities, misfits, so on. Look at how he spelled the Foo Fighters for you. Did it. Oh, it's the Foo Fishers. The Foo Fishers. I didn't know. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. I'm going to show this to Dave. Dave would crack up over there. <laughs> so it's called Braden's Creations. It's over there on, uh, he sent us a little note in it. Cute kid. Good kid. He says, no, he said, thank you. God damn, I'm blind. Thank you for ordering. Make sure to tell your friends. So Braden, that's what I'm doing right now. Braden's Creations, Etsy, bookmarks, super cool. Reach out. Help the kid out. He's a good kid. Uh, and otherwise, uh, and I wanted to really briefly, last week we had uh, Pooch on, we wanted to thank Pooch, it was a great show, he's a great man, a good friend, and, and 58 or 60 comments came in, and they kind of ripped by real quick, and when I was kind of in the throes with Pooch, so I want to do a quick shout out to, the, to the, the, the warriors that are checking with us week in, week out, to the kind of loyal uh, heart of the fans, and the, our audience, so that's Pat O'Doul, Patrick Eigerman, Charlie Zaricki, Clint Wesley, Noah the Beard Tanner, Tony Lewis, John Del Rio, Jay Hawk, that's a singer for the Infirmities, Ian Peacock, Scott Perlman, Snoopy, William Snoopy Farquay, our boy Snoopy, uh, Sean Dama, Scott Cheney, Joe Victoria, and Catch Kelly. Thank you folks for tuning in. We, we couldn't do this without you. We do it for you and hope you guys are doing what we do. Tonight, we are graced. We are blessed. We have, uh, a, seriously, a full-on old-school road dog in the mix. He's coming to us all the way from uh, Birmingham, London, the, the wonderful UK, the Isle of Rock and Roll. Uh, he's worked with everybody from early in his career, from uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Motorhead, Slayer. I mean, really, Alice Cooper. The, 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 the list is too long. I, I, I literally be here for 20 minutes reading this goddamn thing. It's, 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 a, it's a who's who of rock and roll. He's total badass in the game he's we call him batty to you he's mr walsh please help me welcome kevin batty walsh my brother oh now what the heck what <laughs> hey the all right <laughs> big dog how are you doing we got two minis tonight i'm telling you what you make that look way better than i do goddamn it <laughs> you sexy son of a bitch look at you pretty good isn't it? yeah i got yeah. some tips from robert scoville gave me some tips on that <laughs> you got with bob on this one <laughs> yeah, yeah i saw his one hey how are you doing kyle how are you man pretty good brother nice to <laughs> meet brother. you it's a good look for you, bro. Patty, I'm going to tell you, really, it's that's a good look, baby. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's itches like it. Look, some people won't like this, but hold on. Ta-da. Ta-da, there he is. There he is. That's the baddie we put know up with that love. shit? Yeah, I, shit <laughs> I tell you what, man. Seriously, it's it's a thing, you know. Like right when you go to sleep, I, I have to like tuck my beard up to get like get, get the covers under it and shit. It's a it's a whole process. Like it's a thing. You can keep uh, some breakfast in that. Yeah. Good. Well, that's flavor saving. That's some stuff for later. Yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of just it's that's just proper resource management. <laughs> you know. It's, I just lost. Catering. I'm good, brother. I'm super fucking good. How's life treating you over there on the island? Okay, uh, I still got a pulse, you know, the right side of the grass, and I didn't bang my head on, head on any lids when I woke up, so it's all been good. It's oh, all good. Perfect, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit cold here, but nothing like over there, so I know. Yeah. But you're warmer, you are. Yeah, yeah. We. It's weird, you know, our countries are just kind of polar opposites during winter, you know, on the East Coast, it's usually they're up to their ass in snow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and here in California, it's, uh, what is it, 16 Celsius, so it's probably about 68, 70 degrees on, this, on the set. Oh, you know, terrible. Yeah, we're, we're, we're 
we're roughing it, but you know, we we we, <laughs> we tough it out for you guys because you know we we we, we got a responsibility to that, so we're we're gonna deal with it. Listen, you know, on the show, you've seen it before. We like to dig in. You've got this rich history. Talk to us how you got into the game in the first place. I got it. Well, you see this scar here? Can you see that there? Yes, sir. You see that there? Well, I got hit on the head, thrown in a van, and I don't remember the rest. You got shanked. <laughs> you got pulled onto the Press pirate gang. ship. Press <laughs> gang going. No, but uh, serious. I mean, growing up in Birmingham, you like music's in your blood. You're born in Birmingham. It's in there somewhere. And being from an Irish family, music's in your blood. Yeah, it is. It's DNA for you, I would think. DNA, and there was eight of us. I'm number seven. So that that whole range of music, everything, all range of music. Black Sabbath and come from your neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah, from Birmingham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's right. Yeah. And I know you spent yeah, some time with Black Sabbath in your career. I did, yeah, quite, quite a bit of time with uh, with Tony, and I did uh, the, the late Jeff Nichols as well. I did albums with them, and they were great guys, really good. And yeah. Tony's just a sweetheart, man. I had cozy pals with him when I was in there. He was just a total diamond. What a lovely guy he was. Cozy was an amazing, I, I got to, first time I saw him was with ELP with Emerson Lake and Powell. And yeah. then, uh, you know, he did a little stint with uh, Whitesnake, as we know, and just, you know, that slided in album is a, is a friggin' classic, classic rock album. Yeah, he was, he was absolutely. Yeah. Just to to watch him in the studio, you know, he just, I, I sat behind his kit and I, I, the way it was set up, I, I couldn't, I couldn't play it. It was like, so, you need like yeah. really long arms and shit, but man, it, you could just sit, just watch him play. Yeah. Fascinating player, you know, so spot on. Yeah, he's uh, literally one of the best drummers in the game, probably. You know, he's yeah, right man, in he's that great. top five with Neil Peart and some of the big dogs like that. You know, it's just, yeah. just an yeah. incredible, incredible guy. Uh, we should mm -hmm. tell the crowd largely what you do. Well, you're kind of, you're kind of an all around do it all guy, but but really, you're what you're mm -hmm. known for is a guitar tech, backline guy, you know, um, keyboards, yeah. bass. Uh, how'd you get into that? Are you a player yourself? Well, when when I was at school, we didn't have music lessons. And when I left school on my 17th birthday, I went out and bought a guitar and a, and a book of chords, believe it or not, ABBA, because it was easy. Yeah, right. And, and I took it home and my sister said, if you want to learn to play guitar, you've got to listen to this. She gave me a Hank Williams album. Oh, right on. And said, well, listen to that and, you know, then you'll be able to play guitar. And he's like, wow, yeah. So I was 17 taught myself and I'd go and watch bands in Birmingham. You could go to any pub anywhere, any night of the week. There's bands, 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 bands. And there were two in particular that I hooked onto was Reno. They were like a bit like the Eagles. They were a great band still going. Uh -huh. And this one rock band called Mean Street Dealers who were like an incredible band. And I watched them so much that one night they didn't have somebody to work the spotlight the spotlight it lit the whole stage this thing on a, on a pole <laughs> and they said yeah i was kev then kev you could do that i'm like i can't do that yeah you can do that goes on and goes on one night the that's the opening act didn't turn up with just a guy and a guitar and they went you can do that i went no nah. got up and told a few jokes and played a couple of songs and uh i'd come home from work i was a draftsman an engineering design draftsman and i'd come home from work and go down to the pub to help these guys set the gear up and I don't know where it came from. I think my father repaired everything and I knew in and out and, you know, just new things and repair televisions when I was 19, no problem. And I'd go and help the dealers. And there were two two guys, uh, Brian Evans and Pete Russell, who's 
Peter's still about mixing bands now. Peter's a great engineer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one night they said, uh, do you know what backline is? And I went, well, yeah, it's all the, the amplifiers and the drums and the Hammond and Leslie and, the, and all that. And they said, very good. Do you know what the lemon is? I said, well, that's the van outside. And they said, great. All the backline goes in the lemon. <laughs> Press gang. <laughs> yeah, including the Hammond and the, the B3 with the Leslie cabinet and all that shit. You sold and I all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, and that was I was that was it then. I was a roadie then. I start. I got, they gave me the start, and I still speak to Pete to this day. Brian left us a couple of years ago. Bless him. Yes. And that, those are the two guys that went, put the gear in the van. You know what you're doing. And they taught me loads of stuff. I've got yeah. a lot of time from still. You know, Pete's great. And they when when they disbanded, the keyboard player went off, and he went and joined Ruby Turner. Yeah. So. He said, hey, you, you know how my gear goes. So I'm Ruby Turner Band was like drums, bass, two keyboards, two guitars, saxophone player, and yeah. two backing singers, Jackie Graham and Mo Birch. And I did that, and they had a guy called Pedro doing their sound, and he taught me a lot of shit, and I did the lights. And Pedro had to go off to Holland with a, another Birmingham band called Reality, and they said, who's going to do our sound? And uh, the drummer was a producer, Bob Lamb. Who did UB40 and yeah, 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 absolutely. And he and he said, "You can do it, Kev." I'm like, and this was at a place called JB's in Dudley, just outside Birmingham. Now JB's was a big deal. That uh -huh. was a, that was a, the club to do. It only held about 200 people, but when you, if you did JB's, that was a spot. You, you were the shit. You were, you know. Yeah. And I'm doing the same there. And I'm like, I can't do that. And he went, "You can, you can, you can." And we've shown you, you know. And if you got any trouble with the sound, just remember. Put all the knobs at 12 o'clock. You can't go wrong. Start at 12. <laughs> and that, 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 was, that was the grounding. And I was with Ruby for a long time doing sound and the back line, the, the whole lot. And at one of the gigs they did in Birmingham one summer, it was in a, a marquee. And they said, oh, UB40 are going to come down. They were, they were massive then, UB coming down. That's right. They had a guy called... Um, Steve Gonzo Smith, who did their monitors. Now, I was, to me, he was like, I've never met him, but I'd heard a lot of stories about him. Oh, he yeah, Gonzo's the man, you know, yeah, he's like, the, right. he was the guy. So he come down, I did, I set, I was on my own, set the back line up, did the sound, took it all down, and he came up, he was really cool, Gonzo, tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, uh, all right, so I'm Gonzo. I went, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, nice to meet you. Have you got a passport? I said, uh, no. He said, get one. I've got a gig for you. Going to New York. Oh, right. <laughs> Who with? He said, uh, drums, bass, and percussion. The haircut 100. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? So my very first, very first gig in America, set foot in America, go to the hotel with the band. Somebody gets shot across the road. And the very first gig I did in America was Radio City Music Hall. And boy, did I find out about Union Cruise real quick then, oh, back man. in 1982. You, you just hit a nail on the oh, head right no. there. That is, that, hey. that's Union Number One, and they, they uh, yeah. here in the states are yeah. called Number One, and they, uh, yeah, yeah, they can, they can bring the nepotism real hard. At the hey, same knew, time. they knew I was green. They knew, and yeah. and yeah, they and, worked you pretty hard. As the years go by, um, 
I'm the only one I've met, met who can work a dark stage at the Beacon Theatre, and I've done it three times. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, a testimony to the full acceptance, I would call that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I get on great with those guys. People go, oh, no, the union crew. There. I'm like, what's wrong with the union? What? Check this out. Yeah. Production manager came into one show, and he went, what the fuck are you doing on the dark stage? And the, the, the crew boss, Joe, came up and went, who the F are you? Yeah. That's Batty up there. He works up there on any dark stage in this house, brother. Yeah, okay. that's 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 high compliment right there because you know how yeah, how, how yeah. Uh, territorial they can be, and particularly yes. in one and two Chicago's shop, you know they can also yeah, be like that. Yeah. There's a few houses yeah. like that. We got 16 out here in the city, and they're they're eminently uh, more um, amenable to collegial, uh, you know, uh, collegial work. You know where we all kind of yeah, get yeah. along, but yeah. you know it goes from shop to shop. You know how it is. It's just one of those. I think things. you get what you give. You know, you that's a big guess, part so. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's one of those yeah. things that's kind of earned. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. But they will suss you out. They 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 get. Oh, any, real quick, yeah. Yeah, any new guy smell on you, they they're, they're going to take advantage. That's just the nature of the beast. That's not, I mean, from 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 going from from pubs to Radio City in in you know a heartbeat. It's 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 quite a jump, yeah. and it's it's a fast learning curve. But that's down against Gonzo and Pete Russell and Brian Evans and Bob Lamb. They, all that Ruby Turner band, Bob Wilson from Steve Gibbons band, Bob Lamb, Jeff Pierce. All these guys were accepted. They said, "Well, yeah, give him a start." He's, we'd go and do Ruby gigs down at the BBC in London for the radio, and the band would walk in, set up, and you set up, and then I'd go in to do the sound, and they'd just look look me up and down, like, who is this little shit, you know, what's he doing? And the, the Alexis Corner walked into, the great blues man walked into one of the shows, and he, he was like, oh, how are you, Batty? You're not doing the sound, man. I went, well, now these these guys are a bit, and then he went, do you know who this, this guy is, man? This is their sound engineer. He knows all about this stuff. Yeah. And they yeah. all they all fall. Oh yeah, anything you say, Alexis. Anything you say, <laughs> kissing. I said it's okay, really. He went, no man, do do your stuff because, you know, they'd have been up themselves anyway. So yeah, it sounds like he kicked the door open for you. Sometimes he did, but I, I look back on that and think, well, then I was only twenty three, so I could see those guys, BBC engineers, don't you know, looking at me thinking. Who's this? Who let the kid in? Who let the kid? Who let the? Uh, well, have you got, got some tea with you? Have you chapel? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, listen, I'll I, get it. I want to. I want to dig around in your history. You got so much of it, Betty. You know, it, it's forty-two years of amazing history in the rock and roll scene. So I'm going to jump around a little bit, and not go yeah, in chronological yeah. order. Right. I want to talk to you about the probably one of the biggest tours of the day that you were out on. It was the Hysteria tour with Def Leppard. What was that like? Yeah, that was fun. That was great, man. Massive, That's where I'm at. Like 18 months, I think. That was. I only did the UK bits and a bit of the Europe, but that's where I met Rob Scoville for the first time. Yeah. Um, I was out doing um, the the opening act, Tesla. Mm. We were, we were a, oh, well, there was something else. Tesla was great. Man. Yeah, very strong band. And, uh, great band, and I did Frank and Frank's guitar and his keyboard setup, and the Def Leppard set up that was that was an eye-opener because they they was they were so professional all that crew yeah they were they had everything they had a room at every gig where there was a guy in there the boffin and all he did was repair stuff all day yeah keyboards and drumbeats and and, you know and i was like fascinated there's there's a guy on tour that just does that you know yeah take anything in and he'll repair it they were spot on and the shows were absolutely stunning they were great i mean leopard were fantastic guys you know yeah amazing uh, I had to go on Rick's kit. He said, do you want to go on it? I'm like, well, 
give you some sticks. He gave me one stick. He went, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I tried to do just a simple rhythm. Yeah. You know, yeah. build a shed. No, lost. Totally lost, man. No, I couldn't. Well, I, couldn't I think it, it. I think Rig makes it look easy, but you know, he's a oh, friend of the man. show, as you know, and, uh, and he's a sweetheart yeah, of a yeah. man. But uh, he he gets it done, man. You know, with that minor limitation, yeah. it, it's he's unstoppable, and he's, he's one of the best. No two ways. Phenomenal, about it. yeah, phenomenal. Speak, you know, speak, Robert was great on that. Oh, uh, Robert Fantastic. Scoville, that was uh, you yeah. know the work he did with Leopard is uh, transcendent. You know, it's uh, we yeah. all wish we have a, a a solid stretch like that with a band that solid, and at the yeah. height of you know these guys are you know doing forty to eighty thousand seat you know shows and uh to have bob scoville back in the mix of that is is, is uh yeah his name's robert by the way but i've got a i've got a still picture of him you know pushing a, a flight case but he swears he's just leaning on it <laughs> <laughs> i would actually like that picture batty i'll he, send you that you didn't yeah. send me that picture i'm gonna turn it <laughs> i'm gonna turn it into is it when he had hair still when he had his long ass yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna make yeah. i can have a lot of fun with that betty <laughs> you gotta get that over to me brother That's i'll a, get that over to you so so i'm envious you know uh, i've had interactions with the, the one of my favorite bands in the world uh, but never was able to be uh, fully engaged on tour you know little uh, assistants and stacks and racks and kind of one-offs with uh, uh, a band that you've had a lot of history with and that's the great <laughs> iron maiden i mean that, yeah. that is literally one of the yeah. world's most incredible bands talk to us about your experience with yeah. iron maiden they were 13 years with with Iron Maiden for working for Yannick, and uh, I was at the end of um, end of the Trash tour with Alice, and, and that that tour seemed to go on forever. It just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And we're in we're in uh, Tokyo, and I go back to the hotel. There's a message at the front desk for me, and it says, uh, "Please call Dick Bell in London." And I thought, the number looks right. Dick Bell. What kind of name's that? Someone's someone's winding me up there. Yeah. So I, I, I phoned Big Mick. Who I grew up with, you know, with the bands in Birmingham with Big Mick. Big, Big Mick gave me lots of lots of work. Yeah, and I found him up and said, um, "I'm I'm finishing Alice. I'm in Tokyo." I said, "I've got this message to phone Dick Bell in London," and he he said, "That's Iron Maiden, Dick Bell." That's, that's yeah. He said they've, they've got a new guitar player. He said, "Go for it." All right, I'll give him a ring and phone him up, and they say, "Well, come and see us when you get back and meet Dick Bell." And I go down to London into their offices, and they were great offices, you know, discs, everybody working away, and yeah. come to meet Dick Bell, and I go in the boardroom and sit at the one end of the table. And then 10 minutes later, I'm thinking, yeah, okay. In walks this dog end of a guy that looks like, he looks about 100 then, gray hair and a shirt that doesn't fit. There's all kinds of food down the shirt and some in his beard. And, <laughs> and his jeans looked like they were dad, like hydrophobia. They'd never seen water, you know? <laughs> and, he, and he'd like, he's at the other end. He went, oh, he shuts it off. All right. Batty, I went, yeah. Dick. It's a great name, isn't it? Dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first question he asked me, you play football? Yeah. How good are you? Well, I'm good enough to know not to play for Aston Villa, but to play for Birmingham, Birmingham City or West Bromwich Albion, who I had trials for. That good. Why? He went, what size boots are you? I said, seven. So he does know. He turns around, opens the door, and bellows into this office. Tracy! And I hear this girl come out. What the f*** are you shouting at now? He said, size seven. And shut the door. 
Right, he said, that's it. Right, the gig. I went, yeah, he said, we've got a new guy, Yannick Gears. Uh, if you last seven days, you'll last five days longer than anybody else has. <laughs> okay, he's a bit lively. Yeah, he's, he's very lively, yeah. Yes, very lively. yes. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, okay, I'll take it. We've got a tour coming up, yeah. And they rehearse, and they do production rehearsals at Steve's place. And when you go to production rehearsals, you like to... You use the new band. You like to see what gear they're using, how they want it set up. You know, how do you want your guitar? No, it's like just stay outside with the rest of the techs, like Robbie Price, Steve Gadd, and Michael Kenny, and sitting. And they went, yeah, they want. They don't want anyone in there. Just I said, well, I've got to learn about what guitars is, and this is fine. He's just got a couple of guitars, a couple of pedals, and then they go and do a warm-up gig. And he's like, when he gets on stage, it's just like. He'll put a show on on his own, like a man possessed. And off he goes, <laughs> taking all his pedals with him across the stage. And I'm like, what? And a gaffer him down. No, right, off. And he's <laughs> You've seen him. Ran on. And I lasted two weeks. <laughs> Which was like, wow. And it was tough. Uh, throwing the gear. I mean, he's, he's a real showman. And I, well, one gig, I just went in the dressing room and threw the leads at him and said, I'm going home. I'll see you. And they're like, well, what? what's going on? Can't handle you, man. And, and I do get a lot of gigs with difficult people because I, I can get on with it. Yeah. I go home thinking, oh, what was that? You know, um, but I could enjoy that, you know. And the next day, Steve Harris phones me. No shit. And he's like, all right. I went, yeah, okay. He went, uh, about last night. I went, oh, yeah. He said, um, He's filling in some big, big shoes. I went, well, yeah, no shit, Adrian Smith. And, you know, he's got, I said, but you can't just come along and grab a guitar and run off with it and throw the other one down and they'll drag all your pedals. And he went, well, we're sorting that out. He's got to get himself a rack and some decent gear. You know, we were on the phone for about an hour and a half. And he said, will you, will you come back and give it one more go? Will you come back and just try it once more? I said, yes, okay. I'll see it the next year, Derby or somewhere up the road. And uh, little did I know, I found out later on, further down the road, that Steve Harris had said to everybody else, when Batty turns up, when Yannick turns up, stick him in that fucking room over there and let him sort it out. Just leave him to it. So I just turn up and go, Yannick will be here in a minute, go in that room. He turned it up and we're in the room. Now, it would be wrong to say what we said, but there was no shouting, no anything else. We came out of that room, arms around each other, and off we went. Thirteen years. Oh, that's a fucking me. Thirteen years. First all it all it all it took was for him to tell me what he wanted, and for me to say, "You need to do this. You need to. You've got to stop just grabbing guitars off stands and running around tangling your leads up." Yeah. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to communicate. Work together. And you know what? Uh, that thirteen year, he could. I know it's with Yannick. If something went wrong or something went off, he he would he would panic a bit. And if he looked at you and you were panicking as well, he'd panic more. Yeah, yeah. It'd sure. be a big nasty whirlwind between the two. So I'd, he'd look over at me and I'd say, "No, it's all right. Yeah, sort it." And I'd sort out whatever it was. And he he, thirteen years with him taught me one thing: never, just never panic. Just well, just be cool. Be, you know? be, yeah, be calm. <laughs> Stay in the moment. And sorted out. He'd that, only have to give me a look, and job. I knew what what was up. If he'd just look at me, I knew what was wrong. Yeah, and I'd know how to fix it. Yeah, but that's, that's 
That takes yeah. a minute, but that's a sweet spot to get into with you. With it's artist. great, yeah, great, yeah. yeah and yeah. he doesn't do any. You got a rack with effects in. He doesn't do any of that. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be tied down to run over to his mic at a certain time and hit a pedal. Yeah. So you got to do that for him, which is, you know what? I always wanted to do that anyway. I always wanted to be the guy at the side. Yeah. Never on stage, pushing all the buttons and doing all that. You know. Uh, right, to do right. That. So you, so, so you're, was, you're really you're popping the switches for him. I would, yeah, yeah. That I was, was in the element. That's that was awesome. great, man. Yeah, I, I everything, mean, even even at the end of a song when he turns around to tune up, you mute and you know. Right, right. And, and he, you know, and then I got into a thing with Michael Kenny, who's Steve's tech, and he plays the keyboards. Right. I'd just look at Michael if I, if Yannick broke a string and I was having to push buttons, Michael would take that guitar off me, whip the string off it on on the workbox, and he'd be ready. I'd hit buttons and go back and finish it off. Oh, that's perfect. Real, real, like yeah. But, or Michael would come and take care of the buttons, and I'd go and swap strings. Uh, a real partnership on there. Well, no, easily one of the most professional crews in the game. I mean, you know, that's, mm -hmm. it's it's, a, it's like a Swiss watch. Yeah, you couldn't ask for better. Uh, yeah. I, I know you've done a lot of uh, work in charity shows, helping folks out with uh, with your yeah. talents. And uh, I was looking through your stuff, and I noticed you had done some stuff with Jeff Lynne, one of my favorite yeah, artists yeah. of all time, and George Harrison, you lucky son yeah. of a bitch. What was yeah. that about? <laughs> That was great. I mean, can I, I still can't believe it. I worked for a Beatle. Yes. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of us don't have that one on our resumes, brother. No, and, you know, and, <laughs> and then 20 years earlier, I got that little picture that you might have seen on Facebook with the Beatles guitar when yeah, I was about four, yeah. you know? Yeah, and yeah. Just 20 years later, there I was. Yeah. So you pinch yourself, like, working with the great George Harrison. He yeah, was a sweet, sweet Well, he was, I, I mean, all the people I work for, he, he to, to this day, is the only one that, uh, I was, I could say I was gobsmacked at when I saw him. I was yeah. speechless. Yeah, no, that's. You know, and it was very, it's not the prof Well, I was still young there, 24, something like that, and I saw him and it was like, wow. well, what happened was they, they were doing a charity show at the NEC and there was uh, Robert Plant on and Ruby again in Dido Sound. And, and I got a call off one of my pals, Colin. He said, uh, Jeff's guitar tech plays rugby and he's broken his fingers. Uh. So, I just want you to come out and take care of his guitars. He'll do all the equipment. I said, just take care of the guitars, string them up and stretch them out and make sure they're, they're cool. Sure, sure. And yeah, I went out, you know, and, and they come along. Jeff was great, you know, real nice. Um, and there all day with this gold top thinking, this is like, Jeff, this is great, you know, I'm loving this. And yeah. You know, the, t the crew were fantastic, real professional again. And before he went on, I said uh, to Go in the dressing room. I've done Ruby's sound. I'm going to Jeff. Do you want your guitar in here or on stage? And he's got his back to me doing his hair, you know, as you do. And he said, Leave it in here, but he said, Can you get a guitar for him? And he points behind me. And when I come through the door, I look behind the door, sat there is George Harrison. <laughs> and I turned to Jeff and go, Real, it's just, just cheese. I went, He's a Beatle. And I turned back, I went, You're a Beatle. He's a Beatle. <laughs> And Awkward George moment. was great, you know. He, he laughed and he went, "Well, I, I used to be like, you know." Yeah, right, right, right. So I'm sorry. He went, "It's all right." He said, "I said, what? What would you like?" And he said, uh, "Scotch and Coke would be great." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can fire you up with that. And it was at the time he'd done uh, Shanghai Surprise with Madonna. Oh, right. Yeah. Handmade Films, which was his company. Yeah. And he told me a few things about how his day had been with with Madge. Shall we say we'll leave it there? Yeah. And uh, I said, what would you like to play? And he said, uh, any, anything with six strings on that's almost in tune, it'd be great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Telecaster, he went perfect, you know. 
There was, and it would go on and come out. Oh, and then I end up going up to the bar with in the in the gig with Jeff Lynn, George Harrison, and the girl behind the bar. She said, stopped, and she said, "I know who he is. I know who he is. Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one, but they're paying yeah, a point. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, there was a period there where, you know, traveling Wilburys and prior to that, because, you know, they were yeah, big yeah. fans of ELO and they were both big fans of Nielsen, Harry Nielsen. So they would yeah. tool around in this little, I mean, they'd come into America and hang out down at the Rainbow Room and get up to some serious three and four day runs that were just like <laughs> epic, you know, just like totally yeah. insane. They'd get Mark Hudson with them and then go out and go crazy for three or four days and turn up missing. Um, Excellent, wonderful experience. I, I can only imagine. I mean, when, when we did, when we on coop with um, with my road father, Dancer McCullough, the grouchy old, yeah. he used to run the he used to run the system up with um, with Full Moon Fever, and and I'd, I'd play a I'd learn to play a song every day every time we ran the and I just said to him the one day I said this sounds like uh, ELO this some of this and he said do you know who's produced it and I said no you Jeff Lynn Jeffrey Lynn that's right I'm like, well, I didn't know he said yeah that's why well the, Jeff Lynn. the word on the street is that the full uh, full moon fever are uh, leftover cuts from the Wilbury sessions so that's just oh, wow. stuff that they oh, right. took and and of course Jeff Lynn is friggin' prolific. Oh, I mean, he genius, I yeah. mean, he's literally one. He's right up there in my book with Lennon and McCurdy oh, yeah. as a writer. And some of the stuff that he's come out with is ELO is extraordinary. But yeah, he, yeah. They, they had a very, and of course, Tom Petty was a big part of that mix and that that energy. And then they yeah. they kind of dragged in Orbison and, and uh, Dylan to kind of just fill in the spots to have the old old pros on the team. But it was really largely an effort of uh, Petty, uh, Lynn, and Harrison. And and you can really hear it in the music. You're not wrong. And, I mean, he's like, Jeff Lynn, when he does the, he's like all about the Beatles and Phil Spector. And he's like, I can't believe I'm, I'm working for, like the Beatles, man. I'm working for, and I'm thinking, I can't believe I got Jeff Lynn and one of the Beatles. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working for you both. Yeah. Like, hey. it's, it's a, that's a <laughs> great uh, place to land. Not bad at all. Uh, working, yeah. What about working with Slayer? Now, I know you had time. I've, I've worked with Slayer, uh, yeah. Kerry and Tom. Uh, Kerry can be a little bit of a yeah. hand pull, but he's, uh, you know, he's extraordinary. Nah, no, sweet art. Sweet art. <laughs> yeah, see, sweet. You, you got the magic touch. It's some leprechaun. Tom was that. <laughs> I think it's probably can, down to, to be, probably uh, just being, uh, being honest. That's all. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, you know, he's, you know how he's super picture shy, you know, and I, I always take yeah. pictures when I'm at work. <laughs> you know, I get my shit all dialed, dialed in and I'll sneak around and take in a few shots. And yeah, you take I, some. Some great shots. Thank yeah. you, brother. And I, I have more pictures of Jeff uh, of Kerry King flipping me the bird. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I, I must have like eight of them. Anytime, anytime he'd look up and he'd catch me, he'd be like, "Oh fuck you, Edwards!" And you know, like, go back to work. You know, that was our oh, relationship. Was sweet, I mean, we come, we we done. Uh, I was on um, Master of Puppets with with uh, doing Craig uh, from Metal Church. Yeah. And I yeah. did some with uh, Jason as well, because Eddie Kircher was otherwise engaged, and I just right. did a bit to help him out. And uh, at the end of that tour, that was all, uh, that was that was something. Uh, that tour was something. Uh, Master, I mean, that's still my favorite album. That's uh, Metal that Church, by some, the way. I think a heavily yeah, underrated great, metal band. They were great. I oh, yeah. Metal Church a great they were, deal. Awesome. they were a lot of fun. They were, they were great, man. First time I heard them was like, with one on Master of Puppets. I was like, where are these? <laughs> Yeah. These are something else. Yeah, I mean, Metallica, Metallica rehearsed in Birmingham in like 1982. We stood on the ramp at uh, Concert Lighting, which was Big Mick owned that with Kevin Wilkins and mm -hmm. in Whittaker. And on the top of the ramp the one day, there's this little flight case, tiny little thing with Metallica written on it. And we were like, 
Who's this Mick? Who's these guys? Yeah, yeah. That's the next big thing. You know, they're the next big thing. We not thought no more of it. All them five years on, there I am on that tour with them. And at the end, at the end of that, it was a great tour to Europe. And Bobby Schneider was on that as well, tour manager for a production manager for Metallica. He's a dear well, friend he, of ours, Bobby. Yeah, he's, he's just he's right up the road. He's a great here. guy, man. I'm trying Another to get his fat ass on the show. He's he's resisting me, Batty. How do I uh, get, get him on, on the show? What the hell? He'll see this. He'll come on. <laughs> last, last time I saw him, we were over at his house helping to move a barbecue. It was a year or two back. Me and my brother and his dog bit my brother, and I got a little assed up. And, <laughs> and I, think, I think Bobby's still a little mad at me for wanting to kill his dog. <laughs> well, when, when, when Roy went on that, so big, again, down to Big Mick, getting me on, come on this Doom Metal Church, you know, like Craig and, and Duke. And... Uh, it was something else when I went on it, and that's where I met Bobby. And when I, when Bobby, when I first saw him work, I thought, man, this this guy's another level again. It's like, oh, it never occurred to me. He used to go, I'd say, I want 60, 160 laundered towels, and I used to think he wants laundered towels. That's a bit, that's a bit. I said, why do you want the towels laundered? And he went, because new towels. Don't wash the water off. It rolls it around. I'm like, of course it does. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, as silly things like uh, clean ice and and dirty ice, you know. Yeah. And I mean, he was Bobby was like a real it, education, you know. Well, his attention to detail is legendary. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's not a man you want to be on the wrong side of. Uh, not, no. You know, we, we, he's this is a guy that we go out to, to historically to uh, Mother's Day uh, together with his wife and our, yeah, our yeah. women and comes over for Thanksgiving. So we have this other, but but at work. So all that yeah. shit falls away. All that part yeah. of your relationship goes away when you're on the stage with the man and you're out doing something like The Who or, or Metallica. He's, he, he's doing that for keeps. And he he, yeah. he, determ he demands perfection. And he just... Yeah, well, he looks he looks after his guys, though, as right. well. He's, that's he's, right. He's, 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 he's right, right there for everybody, you know? He, he's one of the best. And, he really is one of the best at yeah. what he does. And, and he's a hell of a guy. I didn't, yeah. when, we, when, when we finished... Uh, Master of Puppets because Metallica had uh, Big Mick from Birmingham Paul Owen was from Birmingham he was the monitor guy and I was on that crew and when we finished it was uh, Slayer were coming to England and they were rehearsing in Birmingham so it set him a light man 6 and WD-40 on the gold rocker shop and he, uh, he he just he just said we'll keep you guys and Batty can you can do guitars and Slayer. We we the rehearsal Birmingham mode. You know we just come off Metallica and Slayer came in. We had all the setup and, you know, and they started playing and we all looked at each other and went, "What is this? Faster and louder than Metallica were." And, oh yeah, wow, this is something else, man. And it was six weeks around Europe with like four days off or something. But after after a week, we're all singing the songs. They were great. And yeah. Kerry, yeah. I had to do Kerry and Tom. And they were so, I mean, they were really real nice guys. And Kerry had the big thing with the nails. On yeah, it, his, his spikes. Yeah, uh, legendary. Think, wow, it's like, wow. And yeah. they were very cool guys. And I said, well, why do you wear this? He went, I like the pain. <laughs> but we, we, if anybody got like Manchester, somebody came on stage and he's down the front thrashing away. Someone came on and all he did was <laughs> held out his hand. Yeah. This yeah. guy got 
all the spikes in the chest, you know? I have seen him and, do that on multiple occasions. I seen him hit a guy on the yeah. head with his guitar one time, came up on stage, <laughs> just floored him, dropped him like a fucking ton of rocks. It was awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> he actually fell on no, the metal board and we had guys. to kind of slide him over. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was amazing. They, they had uh, Jeff, Jeff Hanneman, God rest him. He, uh, yeah, I, saw, yeah. I saw the rider, and Bobby was the rider. I said, Bobby, who's, who's the case of Newcastle Brown for? And he said, well, apparently one of the guitar players drinks that. And I went, they're American, right? He went, yeah. I said, drinks Newcastle Brown. No way. He went, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He knew good beer. Yeah. yeah. He knew good beer. And he'd like, uh, hey, is, uh, what's it? I said, that's the best. You, you're going to drink that? He went, oh, I love this shit, man. I love yeah, you want to yeah. join me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I get a little sad when you bring him up. You know, he was he was a hell of a guy. He was, he was oh, yeah, he was and uh, fucking what an incredible guitarist! And he brought a certain flavor to that band. He was kind of the, an opposite yeah. to take of Ying what and Yang. he was doing yeah. exactly, and and yeah. it really made it for me. They did well in the replacement. Their, their new guy shreds his brains out. And, oh, so I hear, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Really, really talented. Alice yeah. Cooper. Now, we we know Alice oh. Cooper. You know, Greg Price right here in the shop. Just the last tour we did, I was with Alice. You know, he went around the world with him. And, yeah. And Alice puts on a show, you know. Alice is kind of oh, two yeah, people, man. you know. He's the golfer guy in the daytime, and he's Alice Cooper yeah. at night. Uh, how was yeah. your experience with Alice Cooper? I got, it was, I get all these calls. I, I, I was at home. After 86, after it might have been after um, Metal, no, it was before Metal Church and Metallica, 86, 87, after Metallica, yeah. at home. And I, someone called me, it could have been Big Mick again, phoned this guy, Steve Botting, uh, in France. And I call him up and he's in a production office. He said, uh, English guy, he said, um, yeah, he said, uh, we need somebody to do guitars, bass, keyboards, and, uh, and we need them tonight. And I, tonight, yeah, Paris, yeah. Well, put me on a flight then. So I get on this flight, fly out to Paris, and it's all set up. And I'm taking care of the two guitar players, the keyboards, the bass player. Kane Roberts was the guitar. You've got to look after him as the main one. But Alice comes first. Oh, and you've got to wear this shredded brown Mac that's covered in blood. And Oh, and this mask. I've still got it. One of these. Look at this. You've got to wear this when you do a guitar change. <laughs> like the job's okay. not hard oh, enough already. Oh, 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 yeah, and can you and can you walk with a limp? And Potter is telling Tom Hanlon's telling me all this. I've just I've just met them all. And can you walk with a limp and a hunchback? And can I'm thinking what what kind what? But I saw the show a few weeks earlier at the NEC in Birmingham, and I used to think, who's that guy coming on there? Is that some some guy they've got? You know, they hit a lump and in his back. Yeah, right, little just Quasimodo. Yeah, and if you. If you're on the back line crew, you, you take part in the show. I mean, yeah. I've kicked his ass many times on stage, Coop, and it's great, man. Yeah. I've thrown cigarettes out on him, thrown beer at him, flipped him off, and it's great. You can have a job the next day. It's fantastic. <laughs> and he paid you at the end of the night. What more can yeah, you want? Yeah, I mean, man. What the hell? I, I, it's, it's great. I, mean, I went on did every keyboard player, guitar player, and bass player that he had from uh, that one, uh, 90, 87 to 95. Oh, and he man. finds some of the some of the greatest 
musician man that's his deal you know right and when he, he's got his core band and, and they matter of fact they just did something the, the the original alice cooper band the four of them just yeah, that's did some, yeah. some original music but what he tends to do when he goes out is you know like right now he's got that hot shot gal on the guitar i forget her name of yeah we talked about her on the show i, I forgot it but but you know that's what he does he's he, he's a, he's a hunter and pecker you know he's always out yeah. looking at local shows and he's he gets around and man his he's one thing he's known for is bringing some serious hired guns to the shows well, on the tra- on the trash tour, after I finished, it was Raise Your Fist and Yell. That's where I met Dancer. They're uh, grouchy old. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and, we're, we're uh, going to talk Dancer in a sec here, right? Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanlon and Tom Hanlon, the putter, and, and you know, these these guys, and John Chizuli, all these guys I'm still in touch with. Uh, the next tour comes up, uh, Trash, and it's the same again, to guitars and bass. And that's the band he had then was, uh, was Eric Singer. Uh, not Eric Singer, Jonathan Mover. T-Bone carried on around bass, P. Friesen on guitars, and Al Petrelli on guitars, Derek Sherinian on keyboards. Man. And these these guys just rocked. Oh, Jesus Christ, what a lineup. And then Jonathan went off and did something else. And then Eric Singer, when he got the gig, that was great, man, because we had a a few days off in L.A. and they were were trying out for drummers. So we got to the rehearsal room and there's, there's... this rehearsal, one end of the rehearsal room is this couch. So there's me and Toby and Alice. And the guys from the band, hey, we're going to play these songs. These drummers are walking, and here's what we're going to do. And this, the LA Times, Alice has got one end of it, and I got the other. And we're looking, they're playing away, and we're looking at each other like, going, nah. <laughs> you know I mean? Then Eric comes in, and we're both behind his paper going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Half a song, I think he did, you know, and Coop was like, wow, isn't Eric Singer? Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, that band, the Trash Band was a fantastic band. Oh, that, that, that had, yeah, that had to be super fun. Envious, yeah. again, you son of a bitch. You, you, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite bands you got to work with. Also, I think one of the best singers in rock and roll, the great, the great, great Paul Rogers, Bad Ooh, Company. Yeah. Talk to me about that. My God, Bad yeah. Company, dude. Talk about it. Yeah, when when I when I was with them, it was it was Robert Hart was singing with them. No kidding. Then, but yeah, and he's some phenomenal. Uh, that, again, that was another one. Again, Robbie Price, who was Davy's guitar tech. Right. Was we finished a maiden tour, and Robbie was going on to the Colt, and and he knew the Bad Company guys really well, and he, he said, uh, "I'll put you up for this gig." Bad gun. I'm like, yeah, bad, bad company. He said, yeah, all right, then. <laughs> I'll do that. Favorite bands, you know, Joel Walsh and Bad Company. Great, man. So Can't go wrong. It's doing guitars and bass. It was Rick Wills on bass and Dave Bucket Colwell on guitars. Phenomenal. And Simon Kerr, Mick Ralphs. Oh, what? And Robert. And they uh, they were rehearsing in London. I go down to, and people used to say to me, you got to come to London. you got to come to, you got to move to London. You'll never get any work. Never stop working. I'm in Birmingham. Yeah. And I walk into this rehearsal room, and it's, you know, that smell you get. It's, no one in there, but everything's on. Yeah. Everyone's on down the pub. A little bit. Everything, yeah. Everything's humming, and you've got that smell. A little, little bit of an acrid smell in the air. Yeah. You know, and there's yeah. some beer there and cigarettes staying yeah. there. You got of this, course. And all this gear's there. I'm thinking, oh, wow. I'm, I'm looking at these guitars and mix and all walking all around the gear. And, oh, man. And I pick up this acoustic, beautiful, old Gibson. I sat on the drum riser and I was playing uh, Seagull, one of their songs. Uh-huh. And the door opens and <laughs> and in, in in they walk and they go, Mick, Mick goes, look at that. 
somebody who knows our songs. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'll stand up and go, oh, uh, sorry. And then Mick goes, oh, carry on, boy. And I'm just playing. He said, we've never done that one for years. So Simon gets on the drums behind me. Mick picks up a guitar. Rick picks up. Dave picks up. And they start playing Seagull. So I'm thinking, what a way to meet the band. I'm sitting there. Do you know the words, boy? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> start singing this Bad Company song. With That's Bad Company me. supporting you. Bad, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the new tech, you know. <laughs> Great, man. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, again, Robbie recommended me, and I'd never let anyone down, but you wouldn't get recommended if you, you were going to let people down. People would just forget you anyway, I suppose. That's right. And they, they were like, I did tours and albums with them, and oh, man, they were great band to work for what? really good simon simon kirk you know his kit you see the size of that kit it's that's insane yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and you think we do arenas and that's all he'd have and he and he used to say it's not what you got it's how you use it oh no he, and he's the epitome of that yeah yeah oh, less man. is more when it comes to him it's simple as yeah that. yeah he really yeah. knows how to manipulate and then and, and get the most out of a, a very standard rock kit and another one you could watch all day and you know what yeah. when nico used to do sound checks with maiden and he'd get up i could stand behind that kit so now, just now that's a know. night and day difference though to the nico to yeah know, yeah oh I mean, yeah his approach yeah. is such a different approach nico's more more jazz, if He's you will. A, yeah, you right. Know. Yeah, no, his signatures, yeah. his timing is a very jazz. But he's, so yeah. if you watch him play the drums, it, you'll, you'll just be taken. He's fascinating to watch him play. Yeah, you can and kind so of lose yourself in that moment, just kind of fixate oh, on yeah. that. Yeah, he's, there's a, a, the rhythm, the way that he is a very fluid movement. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, great. And a sweet yeah, fucking bro. guy. What, isn't he? He's got to be like yeah. 70 years old by now. Nico, I think he's, no, I think he's about 100 and, He's, he's, the old, he's the old guy in the band, and, and, and he's still got more energy than. Is that, I think. I think actually, I think he's the young guy in the band. I no, uh, I'm, I, yeah. I might have that inverted, but I, but I tell you, you know, he always blows my mind. You know, it, it was, he came through last year, and and it was a sight to see. Yeah, he's he's impressive. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, something so, else. Something. His, some, I guess is uh, he went down. I want to say Vegas, and his, somebody stole his kit. He got his uh -huh. yeah. He got he got his one of his kits lifted, and and that was a big like to do for him. And I don't I don't know how Ooh. it got resolved, but yeah, you can imagine a you know a fifteen piece kit and Nico's out the door. That's not somebody yeah. scored real hard, uh, you know, kind of horrible. But where are you gonna where are you gonna offload that? Are you gonna I've got a Nico <laughs> kit. Well, guess what? I know one's gone missing. Yeah, e easily identifiable. Let's say. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the Iron Maiden, uh, you know, branding all over the damn thing. Um, working with men in minute work, were you was this during the, the, the when minute work were that, on fire? I mean, they had a minute when they were that was with fire. the back with the haircuts. It was uh, the first gig in New York was haircut 100 with men at work, and, and we went around. They were, I love that band, you know, oh, okay. and the singer was Scottish as well, so that was that was okay. And that's where I just, I'd never seen two pint tins of beer, and that's what that was on there, right? Foster's two pint tins. <laughs> right yeah, well, that's the way to do it yeah yeah absolutely why pull around no, australians uh, they were great guys man and fantastic yeah. music. i'm with their studio guys you know <laughs> and they, they were brilliant musicians and i'd say again i'd seen them about two weeks earlier at birmingham Odeon. I always thought they were one of the bands in and and whatever we'd call that light rock rock of the time. Yeah, yeah. That really yeah. had uh, the position their saxophone work. You know, it's, it's such a tricky yeah. instrument to get in the mix, but when you get it right, minute work always had that dialed. Like their their horn yeah. work was always impeccable. Oh yeah, a great tight band, really good band. Well, 
it's just session guys. I think they've just got together and let's go out and make a couple of albums. And, yeah, you, know, you could. They're all back in studios now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing the curve all the way over for a minute. Work to truly one of my favorite punk rock bands of all time, and it's Great Bodily Harm, GBH. <laughs> oh my God! When that Charged album came out, you know, City Baby Attacked by Rats. That was so. That was like some, that yeah. was some shit. I was I was probably <laughs> fifteen or sixteen, and that came out. And they came, you know, they had the big spike hair, and they were like, it was yeah. like nuclear war watching those guys. They were <laughs> fucking. <laughs> well, funny enough, I just got a message from uh, Jock tonight saying with this picture of him with with those massive spikes. Right, right. Saying, saying this was at my child's school. Parents' evening. <laughs> you go into a PTA like that. He said, I, yeah. he said, I never got, I never got, I, I, often they didn't ask me back very often. You know, I wonder why. <laughs> I think it's, it's probably uh, by design, you know. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he dialed it in that way. No, he always had a thing. I remember, um, he would try to encourage American audiences to do the spitting thing, you know, the, the kind of the UK spitting thing. And the, they wouldn't, they couldn't understand it. So they would just start heaving beers at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how they were. And they would like, they'd be batting them away with the necks of their guitars and it was, yeah. yeah that's right. The, the Americans weren't very, into, it was, it was <laughs> over, over in Europe. They were more into that, like Germany and things that do this. I saw one horrible thing one night with, with, with Slayer, with Tom, um, singing away and he was singing kind of he was just singing kind of like let me as his mic and somebody just let one from, from the audience a big old loogie yeah oh uh, that's uh, i actually saw him one night where somebody hit him smacked out in the face uh, and it went down his nose and for about two songs it just hung off of the tip of his nose yeah. <laughs> he didn't do any i know yeah. it sounds really awful but it was a punk rock thing it's hard to explain it but and it doesn't really hold up in the modern context but in 1983 no, no. there was there was something to that and it was kind yeah. of a sign of like we're digging what you're doing you know it was, yeah that's it right was, yeah. it wasn't good thing it was insult. a good thing yeah it wasn't an insult mm. like you imagine it was like a, it was like fan appreciation it was i don't know yeah. I explain it but it, it was a definite thing listen i know you've toured all around the world but and you know the eu right now is struggling with sussing out the new rules of brexit and what's going to happen with the it's it looks like a big pile of shit to me uh yeah but i guess it will hopefully get sorted i know elton john's behind trying to get you know yeah. use his leverage uh, because yeah. you know the the giant star that he is to kind of help uh get that worked out it might make it very hard for american crews to be over there successfully well it, it's funny you say that because everybody here is saying it's it's bad for us but I, I thought the other day i thought no hang on a minute it's bad for american bands and crews as well because they're gonna have to go to the same europe that we're gonna have to go to yes sir yeah. and uh yeah and just before we came on actually i was chatting with um aiden mullen who's uh, the guitar tech for, Ma for metallica but peter frampton and all this and he yeah he was saying europe you know want somewhere i said well when we get rid of covid and we all get back to work over here we've got this ass hat thing now brexit and there are companies here, big companies, transport companies, PA, sound lights, merchants, like catering, everything, that uh, are really worried because it's because Aiden was saying, well, how did we get on before that? We had carnets, and yes, we did. That's right. But now, one of the differences is with the trucks. You could, you, before you, you could go to Europe in your truck and tour Europe, and you had to stop at the, the East Germany. You couldn't go over there, but the rest of Europe, you could. Yeah. Now, trucks, yeah. trucks can go over make two stops and they've got to leave that's it they won't let you take the tractor out or replace the tractor you, and just take you take, no you gotta you get you and your tractor have to leave no shit yeah. and there's people like fly and trans am and all the same well yeah 
we're screwed. We can move to Europe, but we're putting everybody over here out of work. Right. They're not all going to want to really relocate with us. And that nobody's really looked into it that far. But it's merchandise, your T-shirts, you're going to have to pay the tax up front. Insane. Absolutely and crazy. It's going to be not, it's, it's not going to be like before we were in Europe. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a lot worse. That's that's a shame. It's really a shame because it's one of the best touring markets in the world. And, and this whole Brexit yeah. thing, I don't think, is far from what we can see from our side of the pond. It looks mm -hmm. like that was very poorly executed and, and a big clusterfuck, oh. frankly. And, no thoughts at all, you know. And, yeah. and then you got, so I know we don't do politics on here, but we got some MPs saying, well, the fish will know where the border is in the water. It's like fish are fish, they'll swim where they want. So, you know, we're rock and roll. We'll, we'll step on any land that wants us and we'll swim exactly. in anybody's waters exactly. and nobody owns rock and roll it's everybody so well something said. needs to be sorted out and elton john's hit the right notes well you know when sir elton john gets behind a thing it, it's it maybe i know you would get this but from uh, the american point of view over there he's yeah. got some pull he can he can actually change things he's, he's you know yeah and so you know fingers crossed that somehow this gets worked out between promoters uh, logistics folks artists yeah. and crew everything everything correct i mean a simple way of putting it is one one time we've made and we were all coming into america and and dick bell i mean dick bell's a great guy he really is yeah. you know he's, he's one of the passports for one of us was there was something not right with it but nothing major you know just just sure. something and i think we were coming into new york so it's you know it can be a little bit rough and they try and wind you up the customs people yeah and this passports, I can't let you in, you all have to go. And, and Dick said very calmly, he said, if you send us back, we're over here for three months. We've got truck companies, light companies, sound companies, bus companies, then T-shirt companies. And then at every venue that we go to, you have got security, hot dogs vendors, beer vendors, all kinds of vendors secure everything in that gig yeah so you're going to put all those people out of work all around your country for three months for an eye not being dotted completely uh, he, stupid he went through the whole and we're talking in the mid, mid 90s no you know just just to say to this guy you send us back the impact you're going to have on thousands of your countrymen for three months the dominoes on that would be catastrophic. Yeah, it's it's Bang, it yeah. equals millions and millions of dollars in labor and yeah. work and vending and tax base. You know, yeah. for everything. Us. Yeah, yeah. And I bet. And that's that, what the that, that truck companies are saying here. You know, if they if they leave the country, they'll be and and let's say, fly by night, go and set up in Holland. Then all the people that work for them over here, they're not all going to want to relocate to Holland. All that tax that was paid to those people that would come into our exchequer he's gone because it's now in holland yeah. all those people are out of work and you're gonna have to give them something it's uh, it's very short-sighted policy i don't know yeah. how this is not it, it, to me and you this is extraordinarily obvious right just like you said yeah. the, the, yeah, down yeah. the line effects of a decision like this or to be uh, to, to not have this dialed in the money that surrounds yeah. it in the european it's, market alone is billions of dollars it's billions the tax of dollars, that yeah. is hundreds of millions of dollars it makes no sense to to not sort this out in an no. amicable logical reasonable way so a sensible way yeah yes sir no, I, 
I think we new band agree. new bands are going to be screwed. Like bands bands that go out in the couple of vans that are just starting off. Yeah. Yeah, they're just—they're going to be screwed. It's going to be very, very hard for them to negotiate yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. were already some limitations, like you said, the carnies and you know, and having to be able to understand that process, and uh, yeah. and international travel with a band is is extraordinarily complicated on a good day, and to yeah. to to put any kind of more hurdles in there just is absolutely stupid. Hopefully, in the next few months that we seem to have on our hands, waiting to get all the inoculations and stuff in that, they'll they'll sort that out because there's a lot. Yeah. Of bands waiting to go out, you know, and, and get back. Oh, I mean, there must be bands that have, for the last 12 months, have been just writing material and perhaps recording it now they can record it in yes, homes sir. and things. Yes. And I'm sure there'll be a, an explosion of people. But uh, the, the other problem there is that the people like us may have moved on. There, there, so well, because I, they had to, you know. Well, you know, Betty, we, you know, we run our a pretty big uh, operation here yeah, yeah. with Sound oh, Image, yeah. and we know that we can see already uh, that in our core folks, uh, we probably got about 17, 18 percent of them that have run off to go back to school or uh, taken some yeah, kind yeah. of IT type position, you know, because yeah, out, yeah. out of necessity. And it makes some of these are the younger guys, some of the older guys are way hanging out, but, but. Um, Hopefully that will suss itself all out. I have a feeling yeah. what you said a minute ago about, you know, when we come back, that the bands that have been sitting home creating new, generating new material, new content, yeah. plus the bands that were already booked in all the 140 shows and 80 tours we lost last year that yeah. you know, postponed those shows. So you're going to have those shows, you know, the Motley Crue, Poisoned, uh, Def Leppard shows, that type, yeah. that stuff that's been pushed or disturbed and some of these bigger acts that had to postpone until the ass into this year plus the new yeah. guys that's a real thing that's a that's something that's so we're going to kind of have that doubled up i, I feel like oh, yeah it'll be there'll be some great work yeah, yeah. I, I mean like aiden aiden mullen he's he's t taken a job in real estate because he's had to do something no and i'm kidding. sure he would he would come back to rock and roll as soon as it kicks off and the likes of peter frampton and the leopards will be looking for it him anyway i'm sure yeah yeah you know, and, and and like so other people will have gone well i can't i know there are people that are good there's the crew company in birmingham all alliance one of the biggest cruise companies in in the country yeah absolutely They've just mothballed and 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 they don't know what's happened to half the people i'm sure people will come back but it's and there's going to be a lot of work i, I think there's going to be loads of work but when you know yeah i feel like uh, the ones that make it to the other end are going to be very very busy yeah, I think so. Yeah, and oh, we, yeah. we may have to cover a couple bases, you know, opposed to the normal uh, lane that we find ourselves in. Historically, we may have to spread yeah. out a little bit. And you know, guys like you and myself, or Kyle here, or Mikey, uh, we're we're up for it. You know, that's that's who we are. We're, we're roadies, man. Oh, so yeah. The doors will come open at eight, and we will put a show on, and that's just that simple. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, the show always goes on. Maiden turn over three trucks in the Arizona desert. There's a show that same night. You know, it happens. Exactly. Get it on, and, and that's I think what. The governments here don't realize if they wanted somebody to do logistics and get all these people jabbed and everything else yeah. just involve rock and roll you'd have had it done far quicker oh we <laughs> or open the, open the pubs and let everybody get a jab in the pub you'll have the country done in no time yeah we could have had the sorted by now right oh over and done yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but you look at the likes of like the likes of bobby snyder and these type of logistics it's that's just 
easy rolls off the tongue, you know. Yeah. You do that, no problem. Yeah, no, and kind of almost in his sleep, a guy like that. Now, if we Big had a bell, couple. Fantastic. Oh, right, exactly. If we had like some key guys in the right positions, and then uh, the, you know the kind of stair step down positions that we fill. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine we couldn't just knock yeah. it right the hell out. Uh, you know, here in America, we actually offered up our services in a way through uh, Crew Nation and a couple others, and and the uh, the country has yet to get back to us. Uh, so we're yeah. <laughs> we're keeping keeping an ear open because we we kind of were throwing this around initially as a joke you know kind of like just the, yeah. the stereotype of uh, road crews and the way they are, are the way we get things done but uh, as of recently I would say the last month or so we actually offered a serious offer saying really trust us we can do that we got this yeah, you know? can do it, yeah. yeah turn it over it's, to us man we'll put this to bed so I think that yeah. there's actually it, we're kind of joking but there's a truth to that 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 we yeah. could maybe move forward with that all right enough enough pandemic uh, motorhead Motorhead, stop, talk to me. How how are you being able to hear me having worked for Lemmy and one of the loudest bands in the world? I mean, that that's some brain damaging shit. Pardon? Ah, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Half past two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, met, I, met, I, met, I met Lemmy in about 1983 uh, with, with Pedro doing one of these gigs in London. We did a guy, yeah. John Caswell from Birmingham. And I was in awe. I was like, yeah, this Pedro would work for Motorhead. Pedro, Birmingham, has done the sound of yeah. Pope John Paul II. So that's that's where Pedro's... No shit. And Motorhead. People, you know, people sound are we talking about here? He done Pope John Paul II. He did a tour yeah. of Italy with him. Wow! And he said, and he said, you know, when you see the Pope doing this on stage, he's like, uh, I said, yeah. He said, what he said, he's turn those fucking side bills down. (laughs) 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 You know, I mean, you sound for the Pope, man. I thought he was. was, I thought when he did that, he was saying, "All you Portuguese, get off my lawn." I don't know. Get off my. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, get off of my lawn. Pedro, and then I got introduced to me, Pedro, and then. on uh, Operation Rock and Roll, which was um, Priest, Motorhead, uh, Coop, Metal Church, oh, and, a tour. Uh, Dangerous Toys, and, and Motorhead were on that. And the, the, the Lemmy's Tech and World's was Tech was a guy from Birmingham again, uh, Keith Evans, who worked for ACDC. For right, right. Time. Total badass. Uh, so it, was, it was great, real, and, you know, full of Brummies everywhere. It was great. And uh, he put, put me on to touring with Motorhead. And uh, Lemmy's like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, you know, one of a kind. Yeah, and he was great. I mean, Lemmy was great. You know, on those, you know, on his cabinets, he had those iron crosses. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, he was a huge World War II memorabilia guy. I mean, he loved oh, yeah, his but, memorabilia. His collection I mean, was one insane. It's it, it, one of the days. It was. There were, I would set the gear up, and I, they were kind of loose, and I thought I'll tighten them up. They're going to fall off. I kid you not. They came in for a sound check, and he did the usual thing. Just walked up to the amp. Puts his hand all the way across the knobs so they all turn. <laughs> and he starts thrashing away and he stopped. And he walked over to the one set of cabs. And he stopped and he walked over to the other set of cabs. And he stopped and he went, Who's tightened up the fucking crosses? I said, I have. Fucking undo them again. It's part of me sound. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a great impression of it. That sounded like actually. Oh, don't fuck me across. Yeah, he had a cross yeah. it. Fucking crosses. Yeah, yeah. I used some stokery. And I, the 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 story of uh, it's legendary now. The story of Tato. It's a good friend of mine, Tato. I know he's with you guys. Yeah. Uh, he was on that that operation, and he was doing um, monitors for Motred, and he was 
Tater's great engineer, but he's a bit. He's like, oh, most said, oh, Lemmy, you'll tear me to bits. I mean, Lemmy's, he's feel fine. He's, you know, fine. and I used to watch him sound check every day. Anyway, I was in Coop, and I'm, I'm stood behind Tater at the month's this much, you know. All right, where's so, okay. Lemmy starts thrashing away, and he stops, and he looks over at Tater, and he said, Tater, and Lemmy, like Tater's like, yes, yes, yeah, with me, yeah. Can you, can you hear that fucking horrible noise in my wedge? And Tater's like pushed, going, I said, calm, Tater, calm down. And he went, uh, no, Lem. And Lemmy said, neither can I. I can turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> they rock like 108, you know, 108 SPL on the stage. And they don't do, they do not play. I remember going home more than one time from Motorhead show, Def for like, you know, tinnitus for a solid five, six hours, just fucking hit. That, that's a Motorhead show. That is what it's about. Venom would, yeah. Venom would bring that to you. If you remember Venom, Venom's yeah, shows yeah. were obnoxious. When we were out with Slayer and Venom, they, they would, you, you would get, Every show is guaranteed uh, some per percentage of hearing damage. That was just a part of it. <laughs> I, I had mine done after after I came off. I went and had a hearing test, and uh, the guy said, uh, "What what do you do for an occupation?" I said, uh, "Can I can I tell you afterwards?" He went, "Yes, of course." <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course you can. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That was a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beer spitter right there. And uh, he puts these things on and it's all these frequencies and stuff. And, you know, and, 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 and he gets these things. He said, um, here's your results. And you got two graphs and there's a, there's like a red line, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a blue line you know, like that on each each ear. And he said, see the red line? I said, yes. He said, that that's that's how your your hearing should be. That's like a general thing. I said, yes. He said, the blue one is you. And I went, yeah. He said, well, it's following the red one. I went, yeah. He said, that's, that's very good. He said, now you're right here. You're right-handed. I went, yeah. He said, because your right ear is a little different. It's just a little bit. But he said, your, your hearing's fine. Um, what do you do for, for a job? I said, I work for Motorhead. <laughs> he said, oh, you wear ear protectors. I went, pardon? <laughs> ah, perfect. My, I never went never went. Like you got to crack up out of that one. That's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, no, that's a classic what? Line. Yeah, but I mean, with Lemmy. I, I mean, I worked for Lemmy when I wasn't working for him. And uh, he, on, on a maiden tour, it was a festival. So Maid and uh, Motorhead were on it. Uh, I can't think of it else, but it was Motorhead and then Maiden. But there were other bands. And Hobbsy came up to me, their, their sound man and production production guy. He came up to me. I was doing Yannick's guitars. He went, uh, um, he's, uh, all right, Bassy. I said, yeah. He said, um, Lemmy's going to be looking for you when he comes. And I went, I ain't done nothing to what's he want? Yeah, yeah. Come and look for me. Oh, you know, find me as well. What's he want? He went, no, no, no. He said, um, um, his roadie ran away last night. I said, what? <laughs> I said he's, he's Brazilian and we're in Germany. What do you mean he ran away? <laughs> he, he, at two in the morning, he got off the bus and run away. We don't know where he is. I said, well, you obviously didn't give him enough beer then, did you? Or enough whatever. Yeah. yeah I said, so uh, yeah, what you're saying is, Lemmy wants to, me to do his guitars for the rest of the tour. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll tell you when he's here and you can go and see him. I went, you let it. Yeah, don't say a word. I'll go and see him. So an hour or two later, Hobbsy comes out. Um, Lemmy's here. Oh, I'll go and see him. And there's a porter cabin. And I thought, and I don't know if you guys know Blackadder, but there's a guy called Flashheart in there who's the real Flash, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he 
he kicks doors in. And I thought, I'll do a flash out on it. And I boot the door open of his cabin. Ah, ah, all right, ladies. <laughs> How are you? There's <laughs> Lemmy sat on this couch with two ladies, scantily clad, from a band called Texas Pussy. <laughs> Okay. They might, they might not have been from about. That's what he said. They were. Yeah. And uh, I said, I hear you're looking for me. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I need you to. Uh, can you do me guitars? Pardon? Can you do me guitars? I said, uh, why? Me, me roadie, he, he fucking ran away last night. I said, what do you mean he run away? <laughs> Got off the bus at two in the morning. He fucked off. He's gone. I don't know where he is. I said, he's from Brazil. Went he's somewhere in Germany. He? Ah, fucking miss it. Can you do me guitars? I mean, 50 quid a gig and that bottle there. Yeah, a gallon of Jack. He went, no, you can't have me. I said, 50 quid in this. I said, here, have some. I poured him out of dress. I said, nice to meet you, ladies. I'll see you later. No, I just I shut the door and just burst out laughing. And that was the noise. Yannick climbed up the PA. Fell off and knocked himself out. What a week off. <laughs> I never got me 50 quid off Lemmy, so I'm glad I got the Jack Daniels there. I swear, man, Yannick, he's a little bit of a spaz, you got I mean, how many how many guitars have he has he chucked out into the to the audience by accident no, on your well, on your well, watch? Well, no, when when I started with him, I, and he's spinning this these round, and of course the the, the buttons the strap buttons have come out the wood, the whole thing, right? You know, they'd stay on the strap, but the screw had come out, and I'd be thinking, holy shit! And then he's got the one end of the strap, and I'm thinking, I hope the other one doesn't come out now. And I tried it. I tried everything, everything, and. Michael Kenny said, what you need is JB weld. I said, what's that? He said, if you've got a hole in the side of your engine block, you put JB weld on it and you can drive home. Yeah. I said, no. Nah. Yeah, get it everywhere. Home Depot. And then I discovered Home Depot in a more great place. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Home Depot. It's one of our cultural milestones. Oh, yes. man, that's oh. <laughs> And I got this JB weld and uh, put it on all, all the guitar straps. And I was, Michael told me when I saw him at the NEC, would be probably two years ago, he said, uh, one of the strap locks came out. I said, after 15, 20 years, he went, yeah, the JB world held that long, swinging it round over his head and shit like that. You know, he never, when I was with him, he never lost one. Kane Roberts lost one when I was with him, with Alice. He lost a guitar and a transmitter and everything. And I went in the dressing room and told him what I thought of him as big as he was. Well, that's clever. How did that work out? Oh, fine. He was. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, man. And all the rest of the band are like. Oh, you just, how did you uh, pull that? Oh, yeah, I don't care. How big you are, pal. You don't <laughs> throw your guitars out in the crowd. You know what am I going to do tomorrow night? Now, what are you going to play? This is a show we're putting on here. Yeah. Alice ain't going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I walked out and I thought, shit, I don't know. I got away with that one though. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to talk truth to power, but that, hey, yeah, that Kane was... was great. You know, he was a great guy. Kane was. He was all that band was, was super. Artie Fanaro, the other guitar player, what a musician that guy was. Yeah. Johnny Dime. Well, you know, you know, that's kind of the the common thread that goes through your career. Is and you've got to admit now, Batty, you've been very lucky to work with a lot of bands that you've loved because you know, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, career God, is yeah. not always getting to work yeah. with who you love. It's just getting to work is when you're lucky. And 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 the, I think the common thread is a lot of the players that you've worked for, especially in your key position. And I I come from the guitar tech position myself back in. 80s uh yeah. for quite some time uh very fortunate i mean you play you've worked with some of some extraordinarily talented musicians well i i 
Oh, like I said before, I like there's there's two albums that I like I play them back to back. I can't play them the other way. That's um, seriously, folks, by Joe Walsh. And then they're gonna have Run with the Pack afterwards. And I, that was when I, when they came out when I was a kid. Yeah. This one band, Reno, this band in Birmingham, used to play that as the intro tape while the punters were coming in. And I still, you know, love it. And that, so I end up sitting on the drum riser playing Seagull that the band don't know the words to, and I'm singing it, and they're all joining in with me. And then. We do Alice. We do a, a, a festival in Denver, and um, Joe Walsh is on the bill. <laughs> and I, I said to Alice, "I got to, I got to, I've got to meet him." And he went, "Well, right, yeah. Have you a Walsh as well?" I went, "Yeah." He said, "I said, can you?" See? He went, "Oh, yeah." And I said, "Hey, wait till he comes. We'll go and see him." So lots of security, and he goes to the, the Alice. He's like, "Come on back. Let's go and knock on the head." Alice gets on. Joe's there. Hey, guy, how are you doing? And Alice, Alice goes, "Great." He goes. This is Kevin Baddy Walsh. He's, he's a Walsh too. And Joe's like, oh, hey, guy, how are you doing? There's not many of us left, man. And all, all I said to him was, well, not in your condition. No, there's the right. There's... <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you get away with it? <laughs> I don't know how you got to say that to Joe Walsh. I, I, oh, yeah, Joe Walsh, great, yeah, he's kind of uh, the American Keith Richards, you know, and he's our he's oh, Keith I'll Richards. Tell you, man. He is properly preserved, let's say. And. <laughs> And yeah. he's hopefully good for the long haul. He's, a, he's, I mean, he's an lot, American uh, fucking treasure. Let's you know, let's yeah. be honest, you know. Oh. Yeah, he's worked hey, with hey, the Eagles. Anyone that anyone that gets sacked from the Eagles twice, is it now? Or three, uh, I think it's three times. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Three times they had him back twice. Hey, Joe. Uh, they couldn't do it properly without him. Simple as <laughs> We might have been a bit premature. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> my brother, you know, you've been doing this for a minute. You know the game. You know this, the history of the world tours. You know, this isn't some yeah. regional gig for you. Um, I know you've been paying attention to the news. What do you think the future of our industry holds? Uh, well, I think we touched on it earlier. Um, we, we do need to get this COVID out of the way. Um, my my niece is a, a nurse and she uh, she's a cardiologist. Bless her heart. Back last year, they took it off that and put it on putting the tubes down people's throats. Oh, that's rough. Look, look after your own hearts. And, and they... We're struggling for PPE. Well, last year she didn't got anything. I just found out today that she's doing that again, and now she's she's got it now. Oh damn! I'm sorry, Betty. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, but um, uh, it's worrying, but it is real. Uh, I think we're getting the grip of it in this country now. Yeah. Uh, it's been not very well dealt with because when you look around the world, Australia, Vietnam, Laos, Malaysia, all those countries over there. What they did, I think, they eradicated. We just suppressed. Yeah, Europe. New Zealand's had some good luck uh, or big, some good outcomes. You know? uh, South Korea's had yeah. some good outcomes. Yeah, I, I said last summer um, people would like like Pete Russell and that. They was they was saying, you know, we need to work and we're going through when we thought it would be. And I honestly said to them last summer, I said I think it'll be 2023 before we go to uh, a Glastonbury type thing or an. Uh, NIA type 25, 30,000 people. Yeah. And they were like, you really think it's going to be that long? I said, I, I think it will. And I don't think, I hope I'm totally wrong, but I don't think I'm too far out. I hope it's next year. But I, I, you know, well, I'm it's, not, with, it's with us and we've got to deal with it. Um, the only thing it's got in common with the flu, as far as I'm concerned, is it's here. That's oh, it. oh, yeah, that flu comparison's horseshit. Uh, and we we got to like, deal with this thing now it's here you just got to deal with it maybe have a shot every six i don't know yeah. but it's the industry with that and over here with brexit 
is has been screwed. It's been, and you know something that really gets me, and I think I've put it on Facebook, Europe, and 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 Britain, and everybody else. If there was a natural disaster tomorrow, God forbid, somewhere on the planet, who's the who are the first lot of people that step up and go, yeah, how much money do you need? Let's yeah. do a concert. That's right. That'd be us. It's rock, rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. And Europe have never, haven't thought of that. And I'll just put something on Facebook saying, well, when you get a natural disaster in Europe, then don't come looking for us, will you? But Alice Cooper was the first one to speak up months ago. Yeah. And he said, he said, our crew, all the people that get it. And then Ian Hill from Judas Priest. But it's not... I'm not knocking the artists or anything, but I haven't seen any great swelling of... could could. Could these things be done on? I mean, I can't imagine Iron Maiden doing the streamed thing, but couldn't something like that have happened? People do well, that. You're not wrong. I mean, you know, I know, I know there's some of the bands that we work with that have kind of kept it close. You know, Def Leppard did a thing where they sold all their uh, their back yeah, that's right, and yeah. raised 150 grand and spread it out between the crew to yeah. kind of hold them over. And then we yeah. did a, we did that benefit thing with Rick and Alan. Did the benefit? And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you know, there was little little kind of tiny efforts. Uh, uh, Billy Idol was in on that, and uh, a few other oh, cool. artists yeah. uh, went on a Judd that type of thing. And it was. It was a nice offering. It was a little. Uh, we we couldn't cover much ground with that type of a footprint. We needed to be more expansive. But I think there yeah, is. Uh, you problem, know, yeah. it's kind of. A, a, I think what you're talking about is kind of like a, a, a live streaming live aid type vibe. Uh, for, you know, for venues yeah. and crews. Um, maybe that. It, I guess it depends how long it stretches out. Now I'm hoping what you what your uh, thought on this was is absolutely wrong and that we'll be out sooner. But I couldn't agree with you more that we shouldn't come out too soon. You know, we got to no. we got to come out. With I mean, I hope we, we we're supposed to have uh, in in Britain in England because um, we you don't say Britain now. It's England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. Sure. In England, we we've got a meeting now um, coming up soon on what the next step is. And and you know something, as much as I I want to go and watch a gig and go to the pub and meet all, well, I haven't seen my friends for months. I've been working. Yeah. I've been in demand. Um, as much as I want to do that. I hope he doesn't unlock everything and we go off again because we'll be locked down again. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I hope he just does it gradually. I do. And I want, I want to be back to normal as much as anybody else. Of if, he, if he takes it off now, we're going to be screwed again. And this industry now is well screwed. Yeah. In no thought. The only one thinking about this industry is the people in the industry. That's true. No one else. That's Certainly true. not our, our government. I know we don't talk politics, but not our government's have well, maybe we're a victim of our own successful ability to hide ourselves from the people because that's not part of the show, and we never wanted to be part of the show, but now it's kind of important. That, no, that's right. You know, yeah. and, I never wanted and, to, I said to you earlier, I never wanted to be on stage. Yeah. I wanted to be that guy at the side when it, something went wrong. That's and right. And you'd look for him and go, yeah, look, there he is, and he puts it right, and that's it, you're gone again. We're the firefighters. We put the fires out, you know. That's that's yeah. that's who yeah. we are. Listen, my brother, it was an absolute delight to talk with you, to have you on the show. We very much appreciate you staying, coming in with us, being here sharing your experiences you are in fact a badass and we got mad respect for you brother oh thank you oh, you know what i'm stoked to even even think of asking someone like me i'm thinking why would you want me on there must be running out of people yeah, false humility <laughs> you know you're a badass hey, man. Yeah, you're, 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 your career speaks for itself we love you brother oh, thank, thank you for you. coming on
That's where you're welcome. And when this is all over, I'm, I'm coming over there for a weekend. I'm going to take Kyle out for a proper beer. Uh, so, that's, yeah. yeah, that's that's very, that would be saying, awesome. And we look forward to you, that. You, I'm going to take out you for a proper beer as well. And Mikey. Thanks, Mikey, in the back there. Yeah, Mikey so said, it's yeah. It's been a real pleasure. It's a, been a real pleasure. Time. Get some JB Weld on that desk as well, by the way. It, I will. I will, in fact, I actually have some over on the other side of the building. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do it just because, from your words to, <laughs> God, to, the, to the top of the desk, a new inclusion. Thank you, Betty Walsh. You be well, my brother. Thank you, guys. You stay safe over there. America, stay safe. And, you know, let's get through this. And, by the way, before I go, one last final thing there, Vince. Yes, sir. Call each other. Uh, Don't be strangers. You're not wrong. Reach out. You're not wrong. Reach out because that day when you think, oh, I must call so-and-so, and then the next day after that you, you hear something that you don't want to hear. This this is it's something we preach about touch. on this show. You couldn't be more right. Reach out to your brothers. You never know. It's not it. hard now these days, Vince. We got we got. Look at you. You're over there. I'm in Birmingham. We're like hey, what, seven, six thousand miles away. Here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good advice, and I suggest everybody take Batty up on that. Thank you, Batty. You be well. Girls and guys, Kevin Batty Walsh. Stay safe. Thank you, brother. Be Thank well. You. Well, that was Kevin Batty Walsh, a true legend in the game. We are very grateful he came on the show. We appreciate you guys. We ran a little long because he's just that fucking interesting, and I didn't care about the clock this show. It was it's too important. Uh, Kevin Batty makes a good point, guys. Remember that our brothers and sisters out there are kind of hurting. You know, that's the whole point of this show is that we kind of keep in touch and we share a little love and a little light and experiences keep the keep things kind of fresh. Remember to reach out if you if you need a, a kind place to go to Loving Hands for Stage hands over on uh facebook they're good people uh sweet relief is if you need some assistance you know we just mentioned the big love benefit concert the money we raised for that went to them so if you're in a position as a crew member that needs some uh, assistance reach out to sweet relief uh don't forget about our dear brothers at signal noise podcast that's kyle michael and chris they got one of the best shows on the in the podcast world you want to talk uh ones and zeros and geek out that's the place to go and um remember you can find us on youtube facebook live and twitch and uh, if you like what you're seeing, please push the little like button and subscribe. It helps us out with the algorithm. And my good friend Kyle Thomas has put a bunch of shows on our podcast on Amazon Music, Google, iTunes, Spotify, so on. We'll keep up to date on that as we go. Uh, next week, we're very lucky to be having... Who do we got next week, Kyle? Where I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, it's the great David Ron. Dave Ron from Alcon's Audio. One of the, I'm going to talk about world traveler. Dave Ron's going to come in and he's going to tell us about traveling the world with one of the best sound systems. Uh, he's uh, the North American representative for Alcon's, which of course is a Northern Europe company that do some incredible shit with, uh, with uh, loudspeakers, PAs. And he's toured the world and is a dear, dear friend. He'll be here next week, Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, come check us out. Until then, you take good care of yourselves and each other. Good night.